Welcome to Infinite Trek, where we cover everything Star Trek. From animated to live action, comics to novels, from games to real life tech. If it's Star Trek, or even Star Trek adjacent, it's here. So get ready to talk about Trek no matter what your knowledge level is. Whether you've been watching since the 1960s or just discovered Star Trek 47 minutes ago, we, we welcome you. Hello and Hello, welcome to Hello everybody. The... Hey, it's our <laughs> we're very excited because we have not been together broadcasting for a while now. Mm-hmm. So, I'm Aaron Harvey. <laughs> I'm Brandy Jekyllla. We we've been talking beforehand so we're already kind of in that that groove of of uh, chatting. So, how are you today, Brandy? I am well, especially right now. How are you, Aaron? I'm I'm doing great. Uh, it's a million degrees outside. It's like the Vulcan Vulcan's uh, forge outside the window, but uh-huh, yeah, nice and cool uh-huh. inside. <laughs> yeah, you have the similar issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, no, we we are we haven't broadcast since we did Discovery season one. I think mm-hmm. reviews. It's been a while. Right, been a very long time. That was 2017, my friend. Wow. So it feels yeah. like a whole different lifetime ago at this point. <laughs> Yes. Well, everything about the last five to six months has made everything seem like it happened in a different millennium. Yeah. And a different time continuum, I think, too. Mm, That too. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, but welcome everybody to our inaugural episode. We have a a bottle of of uh, Dom somewhere around here that we were going to smash over the podcast, but but Arlo yeah. told us that uh, we probably shouldn't do that over the mm-hmm. over the electronics. So, but it's, it's out there floating in space. I know <laughs> <laughs> it'll eventually we, run into something. That's true. I'm sure it will. It will hit a Klingon vessel, or a Klingon vessel will blow it up at some point. Yes, probably. Much like Pioneer and other other space debris that they uh, <laughs> keep taking out. Uh, but no, this is the, we're we're very excited to have everybody in the chat room. We have people that I haven't seen in a while, uh, and for all of you listening in the audio version, we will try to not always talk about something that's on screen. That's true. That is that's going to be uh, my own personal challenge to kind of be the uh, what is it when they put the narration underneath that tells you or, or the voiceover that for the people who are visually impaired. We'll just yeah, explain the, them. Uh... The uh, oh, what is that called? The something audio, the in it's like the enhanced audio or something like that. Something like remember. that, yeah. If there's a real title for it, and I know it, but I can't find it. It's like 404 <laughs> file not found in my brain. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We had a Doctor Who episode that had that permanently stuck on, so mm. it was very, I'm like, This is an odd episode. It's like the doctor walked audio. into the TARDIS, because and you're like, I think, it's dis- I think it's descriptive audio. audio. Yes, that, I think that's that it. it, yeah. Yeah, not closed <laughs> captioning. That's a different thing. That's for people no. who can't hear. Here, this is for correct. people who can't see. Right. Like you can see possibly, listeners. but you're just not with a the visual or an audio podcast. So. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So I uh, I see that you're, you're, what is your shirt that you're wearing today? Um, you wearing my shirt. I was... <laughs> ah, <laughs> yes. It's Captain Pike. <laughs> yes. And and I have uh, I have a Michael Burnham actually a Michael Burnham season three pin on ah, today. Wow, yeah, ah, a little while ago I think I want to say like a few weeks ago maybe beginning of July. Okay, so I snapped that up the second I saw it. I'm like, yes, mine. Yeah, I think there's a whole new. Uh, these are fan set pins, by the way. Oh yes, uh, yes. I think there is a whole new um, line of the uh, women of Trek. 
coming out. Mm-hmm. It starts with uh, we talked about that in our our technical run episode where we we saw uh, it was the glittery version of Seven of Nine, which seems really, yes, <laughs> it was like a funny name to call it. But, but she's the last person I think of as like I'm going to put glitter on. <laughs> Yeah, it's not so, you know, I I understand why they use the word glitter, but it's really more of a shimmer. So yeah. I'm okay with that because she did wear that shimmery silver cat suit. So That's that true. works for me. Yeah, you know, I can make it work in my headcanon, you guys. Yeah. I can make any almost anything work in headcanon. And I have, I'm wearing, speaking of, of, of uh, Voyager, yeah. I've got Captain Proton. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually wearing um, Mres from the original, or Mares, sorry. I'm as a child, I called her Emress, and it is very hard to deprogram that. And people are like, that. you wrote the book on the animated series. How can you not say it right? Like, because five-year-old childhood didn't condition- say it right. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. it's called childhood conditioning. And it took a really long time for my younger sister to not say Pischetti. So, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things. I actually have a Mares coming. I'm really excited. Oh, nice. Yes, yeah, I have a Mares and a Janeway. Yay. <laughs> that would be really interesting to see them together. I know. I'm going to wear them together just to see what happens. <laughs> well, we have in Lower Decks the new upcoming cartoon that, or the animated series that is premiering next Thursday. It's coming yeah. up really quickly now. Uh, yeah, five days. They have occasion as well to, to mm-hmm. Anna. Actually, is... I think it's just pronounced Tana from what uh, I heard the voice actor say. Really? Oh. Yeah. So I've heard, I've I guess we'll see. Ways. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I figure if the voice actor said it that way, that's probably how it said. But yes, I, I digress. You know, I, I will leave it up to actually seeing the episode and then we'll know for sure. But yeah, can't wait for her. And and that's one of the things we're going to be doing over the course of the next 10 weeks is just basically watching these and, and kind of reporting back, giving our, our feedback, uh, a review of sorts. And um the great thing about our show, one, one of the reasons we called it Infinite Trek, is that much like Brandy and I, when we get together, we don't want to be tied down to one topic. No, so, we don't. So we decided that this gives us the flexibility to, like, if we want to to review uh, Lower Decks, great. If we want to then somehow talk about Star Trek Phase 2, we can do that. We can talk about uh, the books, the comics, the the games. And we both have a lot of interests and a lot of uh, people that we know that we are really get excited to kind of get looped in and, and bring in to discuss uh, people for Star Trek Online. We, uh, yeah, we've got some possibly a time travel expert that might be joining us at some point. Yeah. Uh, so all sorts of uh, fun stuff planned, uh, but we don't want to spill the beans just yet. No, no, no bean spilling yet. I, no. w- there is one caveat though, is that these are really all people that you know. <laughs> so you're well, the one with we... the connections at this okay. point. <laughs> <laughs> We kind of both know them in a, in a way. So yeah. social media sort of really makes that. I mean, if if Twitter and Facebook didn't exist, those connections would have been exponentially harder to have made. Agree. Yeah. So thank you, celebrities and whatnot, for being on Twitter and Facebook, even though it's kind of a cesspool right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right before the show, I even had like a uh, a run in with a person who you know has decided that if you like something and they mm-hmm. don't. You also need to not like it. Yeah, I don't yeah. like no, that attitude. No. Um, and I got blocked before I got to respond. So, yay, I don't have to even deal with that. Yeah, well, <laughs> see, that's the thing. Um, and, I, and I said this to you privately, but I'm going to say it for all the chat to hear. The one thing that trolls want the most is attention. 
And if you don't give it to them, they go away unsatisfied. And that's really our goal, isn't it? Is to not satisfy trolls? Yeah, I think so. So yeah, cool. just uh, yeah. no. Just I was before they before they block you, block them. Yes. Don't even respond. Say that's nothing. True. I, <laughs> I didn't have to respond. I suppose. I, I think it was just I. I have the. Uh, the very few opportunity to say, no, no, I, I literally wrote the book about Star Trek, the animated <laughs> series. That's one thing you might not know about me or you will know about me if, after spending five minutes with me, probably, uh, that I and my co-author, Rich Shepis, wrote the official guide to Star Trek, the animated series. And we did that over the course of a couple of years. And then uh, it came out on September 8th. Yep. Of and, last uh, year. Sorry. Of of, last year. Uh, yeah. You know, so it came off on Star Trek Day, which was great. We had the... Uh, it was a nice coincidence that the timing worked out. Um, but yeah, so that uh, that actually that kind of leads me into like that. That's sort of my professional Star Trek background. But do you want to talk a little bit about like how you came into Trek or what what got you interested in Star Trek? And then uh... <laughs> I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the more I thought about it, I was just like, no, nah, I, I had no choice. My parents were watching it before I was born. And so it was just always there and always part of my life. And of course, I know that I had a choice as to whether I liked it or not. But obviously, I made that choice at a very young age because I don't remember a time that I didn't like Star Trek, didn't know what it was, didn't enjoy it and be frightened by it at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, it's it was a family affair. We always watched it together. And, uh, and a lot of memories of my dad are really tied up in the original series. And so I do revisit that just to just to have those warm, fuzzy feelings of him letting me sit on his lap when I was terrified. <laughs> I had a, a similar like lap sitting experience with my first trek, too. That's... Yeah. With your grandpa, huh? Yes. Uh, it, I started in I think it was like it must have been as far as I can remember is there's. <clears throat> excuse me, that was interesting, as early as I could remember. So we we would watch the original series, uh, Land of the Lost, and not Land of the Lost, uh, Land of the Giants, uh, Time Tunnel. That was sort of that block in the afternoon. And uh, then when the animated series start, that was my first like live, real, new show. And I remember being confused because I was young enough that this didn't look like live action, and I would always be expecting the live action when the animated came on and the animated when the live action came on. I <laughs> did not understand that you you could do that. <laughs> yeah. That there yeah. was there was actually such a thing as programming. Mm -hmm. So uh yeah, so that was that was uh, my grandfather was who worked at Lockheed, so he had a lot of the, the science background and and he would always make fun comments about how the astrogator on the enterprise was something that would have been used in World War II that they already had better computers in airplanes. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I guess at an early age, I was programmed to be looking at the tech and the, the realism of, of things. That's probably why I became a spaceship guy. But uh, yeah. I'm able to suspend my disbelief and put that off and enjoy the show because, I mean, let's, let's be honest, the, a lot of this is not really realistic. You know, well, that's as it's realist, not maybe not realistic as far as we can conceive, but there's True. so much we don't know. I mean, the amount of stuff we know is infinitesimal to the amount of stuff that we don't know. So that's the way I look at it is like, how do I know that that's not possible? I can't True. unequivocally say that that can't be done. 
So yeah, I'm just um, funny that way. Some other maybe a parallel universe that actually exists as Star Trek, or you know, that would be there. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go anywhere where I can actually just be around people and not mm -hmm. have to worry <laughs> or go grocery mm -hmm. shopping. I mean, I haven't gone grocery shopping since February. So, you know, I've ordered stuff online, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's sort of like the, I, I have greater respect for the emergency medical hologram on Voyager when he did mm -hmm. not have his mobile emitter, when he was stuck in his office. I'm just like, okay, I, I get you. I, I'm totally, totally familiar with what that feels like now. Yeah, and, uh. and he got a taste of that when in season one, when he had to go into the holodeck and save uh, Harry and uh, Chakotay and Tuvok because of <laughs> because they were messing around with something that they just thought was energy. It turns out it wasn't life for it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, was that the oh, the um, uh, demons and no, was it heroes and demons? Yeah, uh, where it was a Beowulf simulation. Beowulf, yeah. Harry Kim has yeah. like one line at the end. Poor Harry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he was. Uh, he gave his, his bleh, He gave himself the name Doctor Schwartz. Yes, no, Doctor yeah, Schweitzer. That, Schweitzer, sorry, yes. Schweitzer. Schweitzer. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, no, that was that was a fun episode. In fact, I think the the Delta Flyers just recently reviewed that because they're yes, they're, they have because I yes. do that. I I follow the Delta Flyers. It's a great As great podcast. Yes, great yeah, way they, to rewatch. Why don't we plug somebody else's podcast? But why we do that? Hey, if you want to learn more about dude, the Rising Sun yeah. powers all starships. Remember? Yes, that okay. is uh, McCready thirteen in the uh, chat room had mentioned that the last time uh, when we did our tech test that the uh, Rising Star uh, Sun powers all starships so yes. that's sort of like the the rising tide floats all boats of yeah. the 21st century had to get that in i'm done <laughs> yes. no, I, no I, that, that needs to be a t-shirt yes honestly. i know right let's get on red bubble <laughs> i will get on that right now uh excuse me goodbye <laughs> like wait what oh, oh, oh. i'm gonna design and brandy's gonna take over the show <laughs> and it'll be just a lot of rambling and tangents from that point on because that's what happens when I'm left to oh, my own because devices. It's, it's different otherwise when I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That is completely fair. <laughs> well, if we'd like to try and attempt to keep on track, do we want to talk about some of the m crazy things in the last two weeks that has been happening with Star Trek? Because at one mm -hmm. point we would have had like a struggle to come up with some news or, you know, we wouldn't struggle because we'd find something to talk about, but there's nothing spectacularly current all the time, but Star Trek, we've been sort of embarrassed with riches <laughs> the last few months of just everything that came out. We had, this is a couple weeks at this point now, but we had Comic-Con online or at home. Uh, and we had the announcement of another animated series that's coming out which is mm -hmm. Star Trek Prodigy which will be on Nickelodeon and it's CG and as far as we know and from what I can tell from like the job uh, it th uh, postings that they have out there it's going to be along the lines of Korra and Avatar so nice yeah and which it's are both about excellent a, series yes I, I I really hope that it does have that quality because that would be that'd be great. And it, even though it's aimed at kids, I still feel like you know, so was the original series uh, and the I mean the animated series um, back in seventy three, yep. and it's well, I, really enjoyable by adults too. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the good. That's the good balance of good animation. Is that yes, it's 
got stuff for the kids, but it also has things for the adults. So everyone yeah. can enjoy it. When you gear something specifically towards one group, you're losing out on a lot of possible audience. Yeah. So. Well, and the great thing is people understand now how to have a mixed audience. Back in 70, in the 70s, advertisers were baffled about what to like, is this a kid's show or adults? We can't have both. You know, it's like, so the advertising didn't make any sense. It would either be all adults or all children. And it just, they didn't know what to do because they did. They, I don't know. They also believe that kids didn't know what a rerun was that they wouldn't know the difference between something they had already watched and would a new episode. So that's why that's most, cool. yeah, that's why most season two, uh, most, uh, episodes in season two were cut to about six episodes of almost any animated series because they thought, oh, we'll just pepper that in with all of the other ones that we've done in the previous season and kids won't know. <sighs> so, yeah. Kids are smarter than people give them credit for. It's like adults <laughs> have forgotten what it was like when they were a kid. Yes. And they just look at disdain with these at these younger people and think, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. Uh, Yeah, actually, they do. They do. <laughs> Susan Zoom in the chat rooms asks, will there be lots of GAC on Prodigy? <laughs> Since it's a Nickelodeon Or should it be, show. yeah, GAC? I don't want GAC. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, it doesn't need to make that connection for me. I mean, if they do, okay, but it doesn't need it. Oh, that could be a funny in joke somewhere. Like, yeah, I suppose. Maybe when they open up the, the, the panel and just like, or it's like the, okay. what is it, the... Uh, what was the thing that fell? Oh, it was also slime from uh, You Can't Do That on Television. Mm. <laughs> oh, I remember slime from back in the days of Double Dare. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, that was uh, childhood. Well, mm -hmm. that was my not quite childhood, but. Yeah, I was I was a little bit older, too. Yeah. Then. So we were. I don't think I ever grew out of watching stuff with my brothers. So if they were watching, you know, I it got when it, I think when we were at power rangers slash pokemon that's when i'm like nah, i'm kind of transitioning out of that so but i was watching yeah. freakazoid and animaniacs and so still watching yeah. that stuff. power rangers was was after my time of paying attention to that world anymore so and there there will be certain friends of mine they're just how can you not like power rangers i'm like i am 47 okay <laughs> <laughs> they were popular after i became an adult i'm sorry 47 you're the you're the magic star trek number <laughs> hasn't been a very magical year so far yeah well hopefully things will get better they but hopefully will, yeah. We have a lot of Star Trek this year, though. So, so that's at least there's something to keep us busy. Yeah. Uh, we have so we we had that, and then we had talked about uh Star Trek Discovery, and they didn't announce it then, but shortly afterwards, we found out that Star Trek Discovery is going to air immediately after Lower Decks. Yep. So we go from now next week until October, and then from October to probably what January, something like that. Yeah for for discovery season three so there is so much out there to talk about in the in those uh shows so uh and then but that wasn't just it there there was there was uh also discussion we had uh a recap of picard and the people talked about that uh it was it was funny because it was you could tell that these people have all been together in conventions so many times that everything's just a shorthand or a joke so it's it's sort of you you can have a moderator but 
it's it not really. <laughs> they, Moderators are pointless with that group, no. especially yeah. Marina Sirtis. She just yeah, sort of, you cannot like, moderate nope. Marina Sirtis, and <laughs> why would you want to? Just let her loose and let her yep. do her thing. It's all good. And uh, we have Emmy nominations for short tracks. Yes, I love that. That makes me super happy because I think yes. it's best short comedy or drama, if yes. I remember correctly. Yeah, That's I think so. Fantastic. Yeah, there's some stiff competition, but I think that they have a chance. It it feels. I, I actually I had saved the last two short treks because I was concerned there would not be any Star Trek. I'm like, I'm going to keep this for a rainy day. So if I really want to watch it, I should have watched it in the other order because I watched the Tribble one last. Mm. And I have just a lot of problems with that episode, but that's mm -hmm. just me. And uh, you know, that's okay. You know, some people liked it. Some people loathed it. Yeah. And then there's varying opinions in between all those things. And that's, it was also that's very cool. disconcerting to have Coach McGurk or Bob's Burgers voice come out of a human on Star Trek. See, I, don't, I didn't have that weird. experience because I did not know that guy as a voice actor. Really? I mean, I've seen him on screen before, but I yeah. I don't oh. watch Bob Burger, Bob's Burgers. Don't even know who Coach McGurk is. Who is Coach uh, McGurk? That's from Home Movies, a, a show that's oh, uh, oh, wait, I do know that because I do know Home Movies. I did not know that was Coach McGurk. It didn't even occur yep. to me. Yep. Okay, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't make that connection. Especially because when time. I when I was looking down and then looked up, he started talking before I saw him. I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so I'm like that can't be. And I, I'm going on IMDb. I'm like, nope, that's him. Okay, that's that's an interesting choice. But uh, yeah, I there's just some. I think what that episode was is what I feared Lower Decks would be. Mm. And there's just a lot of like, hi, I'm dumb. And somehow I got to where I am. Oh, I destroyed a ship. Uh, that that didn't settle well with me. But I love the the way it was like shot and everything else was great. And I, I liked the actors. So yeah. I did find stuff I enjoyed about it. But I much more liked Q&A. Mm, how Spock could you not? First, I know. <laughs> Young, young, that. shouty Spock, which is uh, what also Brandy's name is re referring to a little bit here. <laughs> the women. The women. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I love that one so much. Oh, I he's have... right behind you, actually. Yeah, he is. Right back there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my life size Spock. Uh, and I love Less him. Said about so. the better. No. <laughs> I, I love him, but not carnally because, you know, he's cardboard. Okay. So. He's the board. <laughs> that was a bad pun from a uh, uh, like movie that our friends made when we were in, in high school. We had like we had Captain, we had uh, Jean Luc Picard as a cut cardboard cutout. So we were doing a, a parody of Star Trek, and it was the board. <laughs> they turned everybody into cardboard characters. Uh, yes, isn't that paper? It's been Mario? a long. Huh? <laughs> I was making a paper Mario joke. Anyway. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, but we um but yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to see how that turns out. And Picard also was nominated for the more traditional things that Star Trek gets nominated for makeup, hair, you know, can't possibly be a story that science fiction that might actually be, you know, worthy of getting an Emmy. Only, only if it's something that appeared on HBO. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's or, a sci-fi series or that AMC, appeared on HBO. Has AMC like Anything from like Walking Dead, or I'm trying to remember if I wouldn't really call Walking Dead sci-fi. No, it's, unfortunately, they people also 
mush sci-fi horror together. Yeah, which and is fantasy. not yet. Yeah, no, all three of those things are very different to me. But so different, so yeah. so different. But yet, yeah, no, I because Westworld has gotten Emmys and they've gotten it for performances as well. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's because I swear it's because it's on HBO. If that had been on any other network, it probably just would have gone under the radar. But it's, it's yeah. HBO. Yeah, because Galactica was in that same vein. It could have very easily got the same. I mean, there were some, I feel, really Emmy Award winning moments in that. Maybe it did get Emmys, and I just don't know. But I don't believe so. Um, yeah. And sci-fi didn't know. Sci-fi doesn't know how to advertise themselves anymore, it seems like, anyhow. So, um, well, I think they've tried over the years, and nothing has worked, so they just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> they also tilted themselves into the Sharknado vein. And then it's really hard to pull mm. out from that when you want to do something serious like uh, the um, Expanse. Mm -hmm. That was so good. That was good. And then they didn't know what to do with it. And they were like, nope, we're done. And then Amazon's like, thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's it's continuing now. I think it is the new season just out well, or season three has been out for a while. We watched that okay. a while ago. So uh, yeah, they're working on season four, if four. I remember yeah. correctly. Well, they were until like yes. this this new world happened this is going to be weird to listen back on these podcasts in the future when people are like why don't they just say what it is it's this it's this amorphous thing if you didn't know and you were listening to this from like a future time or an alien spacecraft you'd be like what are they talking about what thing did we have like some sort of temporal incursion did we like what, what, it's like, only <laughs> a neutron bomb what happened uh it's called covid19 folks and oh, those who are listening yes. to this far in the future go to your history book or computer and look it up and see how poorly we have handled this <sighs> as yes. a world uh we we, we have, have uh notes from uh, dave in the uh, chat room dave Ahmad, uh <laughs> mm -hmm. that battlestar was nominated for emmys but apparently never won any so i would just want yeah. to give that update because in the future you can't check that either i guess i don't know yeah. When they're the da great data loss of you know 2075. Mm -hmm. so. That that was a tragedy. It was like the uh, uh, the library at Alexandria all over again. Yeah, all so. those tweets that were lost. Just, just oh, man, <laughs> heartbreaking. Uh, so should we talk a little bit about uh, lower decks, or yes. and, and and what uh, merch might be coming out from there that we that someone might have a strong opinion about? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have, I have thoughts. <laughs> well, we so like we said, next week, uh, Lower Decks is coming out, and it, if you don't know, is a comedy Star Trek animated series uh, that looks really smart. And these people actually do seem to know what canon is. They've played with canon, and they have Romulan whiskey, which of course generated a ton of people. Like you don't know, it's Romulan ale, and it was like, okay, we used Romulan yeah. whiskey in our improv show, along with uh, Andorian absinthe. I mean, if you. The idea is that you know the the canon enough that you can then play off of that, and then people who really know it will also find it funny. Uh, so now that we've described that joke to death, it's not funny. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, well, I, I loved yeah. Tawny Newsom's response to it. What was her response? I don't know if I. Oh yeah, she. People were just trolling that phrase all over the place like no other drink can exist besides Romulan ale for Romulans right. and she said Romulan whiskey is for the celiac Romulans who can't have ale everybody <laughs> knows that that's great I I'm I have a lot of friends who are are also uh gluten intolerant so they would very much appreciate that <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she yes, was on uh, it she was on it 
as Puck90 in the uh, chat room said, Romulans have more than one drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every culture it's, has more than one drink. Yes. Well, it, it, that goes very much to the monoculture nature of what, how, what people apply to Star Trek, you know, just whole planets. Like, oh, they mm -hmm. all wear this same clothes. They all they say this. this they all act like this. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't possibly have, uh, you know, I don't know, a, a Rami or a Klingon without bumpy heads or with bumpy heads or, you know, it's just. Yeah. And oh yeah. my gosh, Klingons without hair. That's not possible. No. Because we haven't ever seen that before. No. I, like, humans always have hair. Yeah. Humans always yeah. have hair and they all have the same color of skin and they, wait a minute. No, wait. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm, I'm hearing from Arlo that no, that that's not correct. Mm, that, that I, I can't, humans I can't are, are, Oh. <laughs> I have my Uhura uh, earpieces in. Yeah. I just, I guess I'm not tuned into the right frequency. Arlo, where are you, Arlo? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, with Lower Decks, we also have a, it is fun, a merchandise uh, thing coming out mm -hmm. where it's a t-shirt club. And uh, let's see, I've got that. There we go. Uh, so you basically get... Uh, what is it? 10, 10 shirts every week. I'll let you describe it. You, you've kind of followed this a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. So there are two ways to go about this. You can either purchase the entire subscription for $180, which equals 10 shirts. And uh, if you do that option, you actually get a special 11th exclusive shirt and uh, free shipping on all of those things. If you don't want to make that kind of commitment or like most people on the planet right now can't afford to make that kind of commitment, you do have the option to buy individual shirts each week, but each shirt will only be available for one week. So it'll be available from the day that that episode of Lower Decks premieres until the next episode. Yeah. premieres so, and once they're gone they're gone because they're only printing as many as they get orders for and so immediately go to ebay and be triple the price <laughs> yeah, if not more. more i did yeah. work it out monetarily and if you can afford to fork out the 180 dollars with the free shipping and getting that 11th shirt it works out to about 1636 a shirt which is really not too shabby yeah. it's just it's just hard to do, for most people to do yeah. that all at once. And I feel like here, here's the thing. Okay. So I'm, I'm feeling very hypocritical right now because there's this part of me that's like, this <laughs> is the stupidest thing you could do right now in this climate economically. And, you know, emotionally, this is not a good idea. And then there's the FOMO part of me that's like, must have exclusive <laughs> shirts. Yeah. And, and then Dave had to point out, uh, my husband, that, uh, well, we're not also going to moderator. Fan X this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave the Mod, my man. Literally my <laughs> man. And he pointed out, well, we're Don't not going me. to Fan X this year. So there's that money. And I went, oh. So, yeah, I'm probably going to do yeah. it. Uh <laughs> Which I, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it, but there is mm -hmm. one shirt that I will have to get. So I'm, I, I have that. It's, it's, uh, it's an Ensign Tandy. Uh, so the shirt that she's wearing, uh, if you don't know, is actually a riff on yes. a classic animated series image. And my friend Bob Klein, who we, we've interviewed in the book, 
drew that originally like on his coffee table mm. at home for like a tv guide or something like that so that image has been you know carried over for decades and it's now been you know referenced in comic books it's just it's it's a classic star trek pose like the like we talked about earlier the uh spock and kirk looking mm -hmm. up at the the light on the top of the uh the tv guide episode and uh so yeah so i i feel like I'm going to have to get at least this one. If this is the special one, though, then I'm screwed because then I'd have I to. I don't think so. I, I hope not. I think that they would promote this one yeah. like they have if it were going to be the the secret one that only the $180 people get. So, but I I should have known that would be the one that you'd pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the only one. I mean, that and one other one they are the only ones that they've shown. Mm-hmm. I think. And, right? and I like both of them. So I do hope we get a uh, I love honor. I demand honor shirt. <laughs> I hope so, too. That would make my day. <laughs> I made an animated gif out of it, too. <laughs> yes. And I love it because it's honestly nothing has ever been so true. as That statement. John Van Sitters, who is, if you know, Star Trek is the, the VP of Star Trek marketing or Star Trek like branding altogether. Now he's, he's been promoted up a couple times. Uh, he said this, this animated GIF is all of Worf's story in one GIF. Mm. <laughs> it's just, just Worf wanting to honor. It, yeah, it is. That's his thing. It, it, it that, is so perfect. Yeah. It goes back to the whole idea of like the monoculture. It's like, if you took what Klingons were just from Worf, they'd be the least humorous, dour there's, there's so much about Worf that's not what a lot of Klingons are in fact when you mm. see them all together they're they he is the the odd man out they party yeah. they party hard yep so I mean if you saw uh, uh, Jadzia's uh, and Worf's wedding that 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 seems to be like a uh, just a, a very subdued Klingon wedding because it was on the mm -hmm. space station but yeah. Well, he was marrying a non-Klingon too. Well, that, that just isn't done. Mm. <laughs> I also well, I, we could we could spin off in a whole Deep Space Nine Klingon wedding, you know, sort of relationship tangent, tangent mm -hmm. which I'm sure eventually we could actually do as a whole episode. Um, yeah. Because I would love to talk about uh, Quark, the House of Quark. That yes. Was, was the whole idea that you just sort of bored them to death with money. They're like, fine, whatever. <laughs> Uh, Armin is great. We actually, I for my birthday, I bought myself a uh, Shakespeare class with with Armin and a, a bunch of other people. It wasn't not just me. Uh, so I was talking about the things that make up a Shakespeare monologue and what basically, if you're going to improvise Shakespeare, which is not what most of those people are there, they were just for there for acting it. But our theater, uh, I study improv in Los Angeles. They have an improvised Shakespeare which to me is terrifying and fascinating at the same time. So I just watched, I, I wanted to see like, okay, what, what could I glean from that that I could use if I was ever going to, to do animated or not animated, <laughs> to do animated improv. Great. To do. I want to see that. <laughs> we, we joked about having animated improv, like somehow doing animation where you're just like either voicing over or i don't know it it mm. seems like it's technically possible but a nightmare at the same time yeah i'm gonna go with more nightmare yeah uh just getting a, a regular podcast up and running seems to be technically challenging enough oh dude yeah. i know 
we have we have the it, it seems like now that that everybody is at home and wanting to even to just talk we've all become tv broadcasters essentially mm. so if you hadn't been doing it before you are now doing it so welcome to the world that that brandy and i have been living in like far longer because we've been podcasting for a while yeah yeah i've been actually podcasting since 2009 so wow yeah i yeah. see mine um, was later than that <laughs> yeah, it, although i did do I live television around. in high school yeah we did i we did homework I, helpline <laughs> <laughs> that's good i did yeah. I, in elementary school uh we had a news program that we did once a week and i actually was part of a two-person team that did uh, a weather report and explained how clouds form and how rain works and uh, that was fourth or fifth grade so wow. <laughs> it was a long time ago <laughs> back when everything was in black and white <laughs> Yeah, actually, I think it was in black and uh, white. Some stuff, I, I jokingly said that, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, we probably had a black and white TV, that, like, except for the main television in the front of the house. And yep. that was still when they were saying in color as a as a, as a big, uh, you know, selling point, which is just kind of hilarious to think how far we've come visually and, and just technically in that short period of time. And uh, yet, emotionally and intellectually, not so much. Uh, nah, yeah. <sighs> well, that might drive you to drink. And if it does, we have the perfect thing. Yes. Uh, it's coming at November 3rd. There is going to be the Star Trek cocktail book coming out. So it's the, the stellar compendium. And I, I think this is great because if we'll talk about this next week, hopefully uh, the swag box that we're getting from uh, the lower decks people is all alcohol based <laughs> because Good. it's it is really like they watched our improv show night shift <laughs> and then just made an animated show out of it and changed a few things it's like there's characters from the improvised generation which was our our spin we were spin off from them and and our show and just like oh they took those two characters and glued them together that obviously it's just that we all hit the similar notes if you look for star trek and you try to find humor and then keep it star trek still there's only so much bandwidth you have to to create characters and and situations but but yeah we ended up we we drank a lot on that show fake drink <laughs> we uh, in our second episode we had a naked now episode and it was not planned obviously it was improv it wasn't planned and we uh we had a an ale that reversed everybody's personalities so if you were really in, in, uh, inhibited, you were then really outgoing and vice mm. versa. Or or Stu, who is our, our civilian who just hung around with us, he went from being kind of just this slack off kind of, you know, loose kind of canon guy to basically Jean-Luc Picard. He was just <laughs> and he he engineered a way for us to break out of the brig. And it was it was a whole lot of fun. Uh, but back to the cocktail book. Uh, so yeah, so this looks great. I think I'm excited. Uh, I hope there's a Sumerian sunset in it. Although mm. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking no, because a lot of them it's, uh, you obviously can't read this. I don't think, but, uh, yeah, it's, old -fashioned. <laughs> it's the screenshot, uh, <laughs> that this, I got this from star trek.com. Uh, so a lot of these are like Odo's, uh, 
camouflage or something like that. The which I think the, the Great Link would have been a better drink of some kind. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these all seem to be themed off of characters, so I think it's more external and not in world. So we might not have a Sumerian sunset, which would be sad. Yeah, I just I just had a horrible thought. I mean, it's not horrible, <laughs> but it's it's not. I just it was I was just thinking if you're gonna do an Odo drink, why don't you I don't care what you call it, but shouldn't you serve it in a little bucket? Okay. <laughs> just... Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think that it's in the bucket. Actually, I yeah. I don't know. Um you'd have to go look. But I I um yeah. There's a lot of things you could do with Odo. It could so also many. be like a uh what is the drink that has like a boba? It could be mm. a little more, more thicker or something like that. An alcoholic boba. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so they, that is, I think something I'm looking forward to It's from hero collectors, I believe. Yes. They do a lot of that. Yeah. So I was trying to find it on star trek.com and it looks like it has moved. So <sighs> yeah, I know. We, uh, we we do the best we can to get all of the possible graphics that we're going to want, but then something like this will always come up. And yeah, so trying oh. to find it live on a show is maybe not the best thing. And the audio podcast people can't see it anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> so we're sorry. Eventually, when when uh, we do some sort of radio play or something, the the visual audience is going to be at the deficit. Yeah, they're really like, bored. Wanna, out of you want to hear it afterwards when we put the sound effects in and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, they'll, so. they'll still be facial expressions because I got the facial expressions. I just need something to use them on. So, <laughs> yeah, I think both of our, our improv backgrounds will, will serve us well in that case. I agree. Have, I agree. Do we want to talk about what we've talked about uh, possibly doing? The, yes, uh, let's do that. Okay. Uh, we have discussed doing some reenactments of the phase two scripts because some of them exist. So we want to take like a scene or something and and kind of review it as if it was an actual episode because a lot of these turned into next generation episodes and they're the phase two Bible, which at the time was called Star Trek two because it was before mm-hmm. the wrath of Khan. It was just plain Star Trek two. Um, they uh, basically took the Bible and just changed a few names and applied it to next generation. So a lot of the what you read and what they're they're, uh, you know, just the 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 bent of the characters and stuff are were already de- uh, decided in the seventies. Yeah. So, but I think it would be really fun just to pretend that it was like the Paramount Television Service actually premiered, and here's what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I would like to have done that because there's still so much that I don't think is really publicly known about those scripts in their original form. So yeah, yeah I want to do that. I really like the, uh, well, the first episode of regular episode after the, the TV movie, which was basically the motion picture uh, is a knockoff of the city on the edge of forever, essentially. Mm. But it's a continuation of uh, Star Trek, the motion picture that didn't happen because of the ending got changed. Originally in the motion picture, there was a whole uh, uh, fight scene with the, the Klingons at the end, which probably would have been kind of more interesting or something. Just mm-hmm. it, would, it would have ended it with a little bit more action, I think. I don't know if that yeah. happened before they got to V'ger or if it was after. Mm-hmm. But this ends, this starts with 
the Enterprise being damaged and going back to Earth or being in Earth orbit. And there's a there's a thing that happens, and then there's time travel. So, Ooh. Yes. So we will we will address that when it comes. But but yeah, that's something we've talked about. We want to do a little bit of a just a, some reenactment, some radio play type. Uh, yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. And we have a yeah. uh, no dearth of people who can do voices. Mm-hmm. So I can do voices. <laughs> and I think <laughs> half the people in the uh, in the chat room could do that as well. We have yep. uh, Puck ninety, who is uh, Allison, who will be having her own show. Uh, it's Allison's super. F- Wait, this is not right. Allison's sci-fi super fun time, uh, and she's going to tell me if it's right or wrong. Uh, where she's reading science fiction. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's that is super cool. I love that. Uh, But yeah, so we uh, uh, outpost 13, which is what we are visually broadcasting on before we go to the Trek Geeks Network for our audio podcast is a collection of improvisers and creative people, musicians. There's a show on Wednesdays uh, at seven o'clock called Made Up Music, which takes suggestions from the chat room. Uh, sorry, Allison's Sci-Fi Super Library Super Fun Time. I'm never going to get that right, and she's going to like just roll her eyes at me. <laughs> That's okay. I'll get it right yeah. for you, Allison. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> Here, we'll just put it up. Yep. There. Uh, so they take information from the the chat room. They'll take clips, audio clips, all sorts of fun stuff, and uh, they turn it into music. Like the the music that you hear in our entrance lobby is also um from that show so it's it's been a lot of fun to to watch them put that together and and so join us if you're if you're not listening to the audio podcast come on and watch the video podcast yeah that's amazing there's a ton of fun shows so we have a few minutes left do we want to uh is there anything else that you want to wrap up and talk about we got some any more news TikTok, TikTok, Brandy's <laughs> mind is blank. Nothing else in there. <laughs> Just, okay. Yeah. No, well, we uh, can, next week we're going to be talking about lower decks. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I believe Bill uh, from Trek Geeks is going to be joining us for the premiere, uh, and we're going to teach everybody how to make the Romulan a, a whiskey, which yes. is has uh, blue curacao and some bitters, and and we'll we'll basically we'll try and put the uh, the list of ingredients out onto our Twitter account before we get to that point. In fact, that's uh, if you have not followed us because I don't think anybody has because it's about a day old. We we have our our Twitter account uh, and Instagram, which is uh, Infinite Trek on both of those. Yeah. So you can join us there and I will be posting the 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 directions on how to create that. So if you want to join us when we talk about the the preview or the, the premiere and have your own Romulan whiskey with you, feel free to do that. I know. We will not judge you if you're drinking at 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning. You know, honestly, no matter what time of day it is, it's always nighttime somewhere. So, And what does time mean anyway at this point? Exactly. What does time mean? Because the wormhole aliens do not experience time. Which you live ex- here. <laughs> yeah, you exist here. You exist you here. You exist here. Time. In what is 2020. that? <laughs> Hopefully we will not exist in 2020 at some point. Uh, it does feel like 2020 it will not ever end. It has felt like it's a decade long. It really, really has. Mm-hmm. 
really has. It is, it is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, this this whole week felt like it was three weeks for me. So I yeah. swear I had Thursday like three times. So, <laughs> yeah. I think it's really advantageous, though, that we do have new Star Trek. Because if we yes. didn't have something like this... I feel like people would be inventing something. I mean, we would be <laughs> we'd be doing our improv show or we'd be writing fan fiction or or mm -hmm. something because there's just the positivity of Star Trek and just the fact that we're going to get past this eventually. There's going to be some really crappy stuff in between like World War 3, uh at least in the fictional universe, please not in our universe. Uh <laughs> that uh that that you just having that hope is something that is necessary. It is. It really, really is. And the thing that worries me is that as a, a student of humanity, I guess is the way to put it, and how we do not learn from history, I'm worried that the only way we're going to get that to that Star Trek future is if so many of us are wiped out that we can't do anything else but come together. Yeah. I really want to believe that we can just do it because it's the right thing to do. But after working in retail for 20 years, I don't work in retail anymore, but that will kill your soul faster than anything. That will kill your hope for humanity really oh, no. quickly. So yeah. I'm kind of on the fence as to whether or not we can actually get to that point without some kind of massive catastrophe wiping so many of us out i pray Maybe that i'm what wrong we're going through now is will be enough to push people <laughs> once to... okay i'm like fine <laughs> you're so cute <laughs> <laughs> we've been through this before it was called the spanish flu well we got over we that sort of that. <laughs> we didn't learn from that. <laughs> we did until the people who learned about it got too old and died i think that mm. might be part of it I don't know. Yes. I'm hoping that I'm I'm ever the optimist, even though my friends would probably think otherwise. I can be yeah. sarcastic and still be an optimist. In fact, yes. I think that I think you're required to have some sort of optimism to be annoyed about to that's not happening to be sarcastic and sort of, you know. Yeah, in that this is mode. not to say this is not to say that I don't have hope. It, that's not no, I know. the point of this it, It's just uh, there's so much evidence to the contrary. <laughs> So I, I'm hoping that I am wrong. It's I call it being a realist and people will say, well, no, that's just a pessimist. No, a pessimist is someone who always thinks that everything is going to go wrong. A realist right. is someone who hopes for the best, but is prepared for the worst. Yes. That's this girl. So that's what I do. Uh, and to bounce off of something that uh, McCready13 in the chat room said, what what might be some of the episodes that for these times, what you would go to what is your like go to either comfort episode or episodes that make you have hope for the future in all Star Trek. any any series all of season two of discovery i've rewatched that seven times so i'm not kidding all the way wow. through from start to finish um it just it's a real it's a really emotional experience for me in a very good way um <laughs> i but i love i love handpicking those episodes that i just really loved the first time I experienced them. And there are so many that I, if I came up with a comprehensive list, it would be like 20 pages long because there are those Let's episodes. Watch Star Trek, in other words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have watched Star Trek. So 
seriously, when I was asked to pick my favorite DS9 episodes, mm -hmm. I had to pare the list down and it was still like 25 entries long. So yeah, when it wow. comes to favorites, I have a lot or I don't pick favorites at all. But, uh, but yeah, right now and for the foreseeable future, comfort it yeah i've watched season two of discovery so many times that it's like a warm blanket it's like someone mm -hmm. hugging me. and and i just uh it it just makes me forget all my troubles i wouldn't mind Captain just, Pike hugging me but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't mind any <laughs> of them hugging me i just want them all to surround me yes all to just cuddle me just a big Aww. group hug <laughs> i feel like if any cast would do that, it would be that cast. It absolutely would be that cast. I feel like they probably have done that to somebody oh, yeah. at some point. Uh, Doug Jones is a big hugger and he's an instigator. Yeah. So, you know. Well, and, and I have been hugged by Mary Shifo a couple times. So I did admit that. That's, I know. I, I've been hugged by Tony Todd. <laughs> oh, nice. So, Tony Todd. Mm, that was a really emotional meet for me when I really? when I got to meet Tony Todd. So because we we talked we talked a little bit about Trek. We talked about Chuck because I'm a huge Chuck fan, and uh, then we just started talking about other things. Like he, he had a cat that he really really loved that had recently died, and I know what that feels like. And I'm just mm. like getting emotional <laughs> as yeah. he's talking, and he's like, "Wow, you're a really sensitive person," and <sighs> you know, he, and it wasn't a, in a bad way. I mean, he's no. he's a cuddly one. That Tony Todd I, is cuddly. <laughs> And I think that we also like sometimes can care for our pets more than some of our fellow people because it's just, they love you in unconditionally and they're just mm -hmm. always there. And when they're not, it's, it's devastating. It really, it really is devastating because that cat that I had was, he was probably 18 or 19 when he died. Aww. And I, I mean, I had him before I even knew Dave existed. So, and, and Dave, he immediately took to Dave. He hit, the first time Aww. I brought him home, he hid from me for three days. The first time Dave came over, I said, well, you know, he doesn't like strangers. He's probably going to, and then he comes up and just jumps on Dave's lap and goes to sleep. I'm like, okay, thanks for making me a liar. Appreciate you. <laughs> No, he's she's or he was just saying that like I uh, this person is okay. Yeah. Like this yeah. person pick this one. Mm -hmm. And Maybe. and he loved Dave from the start, so that was a very uh -oh. good sign. That's great. Um my my I, I would say the same thing about my cat and then like 2 seconds later she will come in and like try and get in the picture or something like that. <laughs> I'll just be like mm -hmm. get out of uh during our uh, test run uh, no one could hear it because we have good mics, but outside the door was just this, and I went out and there's a pile of like paint flecks and dirt. I'm like, or in uh, wood. So I'm like, okay, great. So now the door is open to crack and the cat has no interest in coming in here. So mm -hmm. good. <laughs> yeah. But for, uh, oh, at, at Susan Zoom in the chat room says, uh, which characters from the Star Trek universe would you want in your quarantine pod? That's a, Interesting question. <laughs> I have two that pop into my brain immediately, and that's Tilly and Spock. <laughs> Opposite nice. ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. I think Tilly probably would be one for me. Although you'd have you it's almost like you need Spock so you could have that break mm -hmm. from like till relentless Tilly might be a little too much, especially if you're like always together all the time. But uh yeah. I think for me, uh Janeway would be one of them. Mm -hmm. I, 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 Voyager's my warm blanket. Yeah. 
And I, I identify super hard with Tilly because I am awkward and can word vomit all over you really, really quickly if you'll allow it. And, you know, I'm a curvy girl and, um, you know, grew up being bullied and <laughs> so on and so forth. I was a weird kid like Tilly was. So there, there's so much. Probably if Star Trek fans of our age probably were in a little bit in that that weird uh, bucket. Yeah. So I, uh, so those, those are the first two that popped into my head because it would be the perfect balance of everything that I love about Trek. Yep. I think that's a really good uh, place to end this. Uh, Yeah. I I get, has it already been an hour? It's already been an hour. I know. I just feel like uh, had, had we watched uh, the, um, lower deck screeners, we would have been too tempted to actually talk about it before. So I'm yeah. kind of glad that we didn't do that because mm-hmm. we'd be like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but the previews like are, yeah, I'm, I'm again, I love honor. I demand honor. <laughs> That's just like, that just keeps going through my head. Uh, well, thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you everybody in the chat room. I don't think I've, I, I was expecting quite so many people to, to pop in. I'm very excited. Uh, it's also a, a, a really interesting logistical challenge to record and and move things and chat and like so that uh, I, w- I will become a multitasking kind of like the EMH at some point. I'll just be able to or data processing stuff in the background and so. yeah, it's uh, live shows are no joke. They uh, they don't they may look easy to the audience, but there's oh, yeah. a lot of moving parts. Yep. A lot of movement. And and as uh, Stephen Kieran, someone at our uh, Impro Theater, would say, uh, this is the worst seat in your house. And I'm in the house. I'm pointing to my mm-hmm. head because you always think, oh, I've messed that up. Or no one notices. They're having fun. Don't so, exist here. As long as we're having. Yes. Don't don't, yeah. don't exist here. Don't exist here. Exist Yes. Well, we see everybody next week for the premiere of Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. And. Bill Smith will be joining us and I, yay. Uh, And good afternoon or good, good afternoon. Goodbye. (laughs) Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper.